Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 109. Uh, we got a very special guest with us today. Before I turn to him, let me quickly go to my panel, uh, starting off with my man Christian. Christian, how are you doing today, dude? I, uh, I'm doing all right. Um, we were just on the other day, so not much. I guess the only big news, it doesn't. I guess it somewhat implies sporting, but yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> The bombshell, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also joined with Sam. Sam, how are you today, bro? I got my hair cut. I know people were slating for <laughs> me having such long hair, but like I came prepared. So, you know, but other than that, yeah, good. Thank you for Bruno for giving his time and Marco to really appreciate it. We got a friend of the show back, Marco. Marco, how's it going, dude? I'm doing good, man. Fantastic. How was your day? Great as always, and, and last but not least, of course, we're joined by a very special guest, former director at Sporting Club Portugal, uh, and in charge of the nucleus at Sporting. We're joined, of course, by Mr. Bruno Mascarenhas. Bruno, how are you today? Thank you for the invitation. I feel great. Thank you. That's great. Great to hear. Um, I mean, without further ado, let's let's. I think we should jump in right into the the biggest talking point of the day. I, I don't know who wants to. Uh, Christian, I don't know if you want to take it away first or, or not, dude, but you're muted. <laughs> I mean, I think that most people probably have, um, you know, some the same thoughts as, as me, you know, not 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 in support of this, um, you know, just to money grab by by the by the owners of these already wealthy clubs, you know, who are already massively privileged in the current system. They are, are not satisfied with that and, and want even more. Um, I know that Bruno himself, or Bruno Tukarvalu, former president, I should say, um, when he was on our pod even, said himself that, you know, this is something that he's heard whispers about and talked about. And, you know, I myself had heard that with those whispers and stuff too, but I never expected, you know, just the sudden, the sudden announcement in the way that it was. Um, yeah, I just like, you know, it, it's shocking that they that it actually, you know, came to fruition. You know, I thought it was always just going to be this this lingering rumor, but, you know, it, it's real. Facts. And, and Bruno, I, I have to ask, what are what are your whole what are your thoughts on on everything that's going on with this European Super League? Um, where do you stand with it? And, and, and yeah, overall, what, what are your thoughts? I think he's. I think he's muted. Yeah, I think. He's I think yeah, I was trying to unmute him, and uh, I think he's uh, a little down right now. We'll just so, give him a few seconds to come. Someone back else want to? You want to tell us what you thought about Sam? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's difficult because I do understand the sort of need for reform, but like the way they're going about it is completely the wrong way. Um, I think in most. In most countries, they should they should take off of what um, of like democracy and having the fans decide because there's no way fans will push this through. But um, uh, Bruno, if you have any thoughts on it, if if you if you want to give it a go, well, I just hope the the connection the connection stays stays still. Um, well, as I was saying, as I was saying, I believe that, uh, and I, I've met uh, personally some of the presidents of these clubs. Uh, Mr. Florentino Perez and uh, uh, the president of Juventus, Agnelli. Uh, I know that they are pushing hard 
in order to get, to obtain the maximum of uh, of income for the clubs. But at the same time, um, I, I I wonder how they expect to 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 play on on a closed league, um, and they they want the best of both of of the worlds. So they want to play nationally, and they want to play in a internationally in, on a closed league, and that is uh, absolutely unfair. Uh, so if they want to go forward with this. Uh, probably um, they have to step aside and not play nationally. Actually, this Most of them won uh, by Porto the European Cup in 1987, uh, but they were uh, suspended and uh, did not play. And I believe that um, the Portuguese Federation and as others uh, federations, for example, the Germans uh, are a part, uh, the, the, the English, the, 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 the FA, said that they they are not subscribe this situation uh, as well as the italians and i believe the the the, the, the spanish i mean the, the the federation the football right. federation so um i at the end of the day i think what they want to get is uh to guarantee that they they stay permanently in the champions league and most of the income that comes from the, the champions league uh, goes to them. It's uh, because I don't see how they are going to move forward with this. So you don't you don't realistically think this will happen? Do you think this is more? I also heard today a lot of uh, this is more of a bargaining chip for them to sort of get their way in terms of this new uh, Champions League structure. Do you see that that more so happening, or do you really think that uh, this European Super League is actually going yes. to happen? Um, it seems that um, UEFA uh, got an agreement saying that some clubs that do not qualify by the national championship um, can have their access due to their historical ranking. Mm. Uh, so this is a way, for example, AC Milan is one of those clubs that historically, and, and Ajax, I believe, uh, that sometimes do not qualify uh, to to the the Champions League, and, and by this this uh, way of of creating the th the thirty six clubs instead of thirty two, uh, these four teams they would have access by their historical ranking, uh, even if they don't have uh, national uh, results. So this is a way to, more or less, this is already a closed league. If you if you if you if you mm -hmm. verify, most of the teams that arrive to the quarterfinals of the UEFA yeah. Champions League are there every every single year. Uh, there are very few that are not from the from the best leagues, and uh, especially when you get to this final stage of the. Of the of the event, it's almost the same teams. 
Yeah. So they get, they, they get already, they gather all the money for them for the last 10 years. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Only every now and again, will you see like, a uh, like Leonardo Jardim's Monaco in the semis, uh, Porto this year, even making it to the quarters was a, was a good accomplishment. Um, Marco, I'll pass off to you. I don't know if you have a, a question for Bruno. Yes, I do. Um, about this. I know that I listened to a little bit of the program you did earlier on Bruno and, and you touched on about your thoughts with the Portuguese Liga should we come to get stronger and have, um, you know, teams be able to be uh, much better internationally uh, than we do now. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Well, um, you see, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a, an example of two teams that are considered two good teams of, of our league, but the infrastructures and uh, the, the supporters are, well, they are, they, they, for example, Mureirense, um, which is, I know them well, they are very they have a very good board, very good people. They know exactly what they're doing. And let's say, for example, Tondela. So in, if you want to sell the Portuguese league internationally, uh, that is not a very interesting game uh, because it's a very local, it's a very local game. But if you give them money, if they offer, if they have money, to build, uh, to increase their stadium, uh, to attract uh, better players, to uh, attract um, people, viewers uh, for, for this game. And you have uh, 12,000 or, or, or 15,000 stadium packed. That is a game that can be sold uh, internationally. So what I defend is that it, it is not possible. We are a small country. With few people, and um, and the ticket prices are very high. So what we should do is decrease the number of clubs. If we decrease the number of clubs, we have more money to distribute, and at the same time, uh, we can. And, and the idea is this: with the centralization of the of the TV rights, that will occur in a few years, which I think it's already too late. We should be doing it right away. For example, the Premier League have done it 30 years ago or 25, more than 25 years ago. Uh, every American ever... sport, every American sport does it. Um, yeah, yeah, we're 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 behind. So, no, <laughs> uh, no uh, all the major team, all the major uh, leagues, the Spanish, the German, the British, the, the French, the 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 Italian, all of them have do do this for several years. Unfortunately, it, the, the, the fault was of Benfica. Benfica in 2015 uh, did a bypass and wanted to negotiate directly with, uh, with one of the biggest platforms here of, of, of television in Portugal. Uh, we are losing time. We're losing time and we need to give more money to the smaller clubs so that they'll increase their competi competitiveness and uh, to create our, our championship more attractive uh, with other infrastructures.
because you you're not interested in in watching a game where you have a stadium with two or three thousand people and with just one thousand spectators. You want to see a stadium with ten thousand, fifteen thousand, and packed. That is that is uh, you want to see warmth. You want to see heat and uh, on the stands. So uh, I believe that if we have uh, the power to um, decrease the number of clubs on the first league, give also some money to the clubs of the second league. Uh, you know, the, the TV rights for a club on second league is 600,000 euros, which is nothing. A, a, a team that wants to go up needs at least 1.52 million. So it's it's uh, the teams that go up have this, that's the uh, type of budget. Um, it's very, very difficult, and the, 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 what you need have less clubs, but stronger clubs. And if you have this, probably you'll, you'll, you'll have like six to eight big, big, good clubs of Portugal that can compete internationally at European level, not only in Champions League, but also Europa League. And the new, the new uh, competition that will start next season, which is the, um, the Confederations Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Christian, Sam, I'll pass it to you guys next, I promise. I just, on this point, do you think that's even possible, Bruno? Seeing as we're a country, or, or Portugal's a country where you really only support three teams. Uh, I mean, I look at a team like like Stubal last season, historic team in terms of Portuguese football, barely any fans in the stand. We we also have, of course, a, dif a difficult situation in, in Bilinist, and we currently have a Bilinist Saad. I mean... I don't see many fans, even even with money being pumped into them, uh, going out to supporting uh, that team. You know, we have Santa Clara in, in Osorge, which I, I don't see a lot of play, uh, a lot of fans going to those games as well, unless one of the big three go to go to the islands. Is that possible, even with the money? Or does does the mentality of the Portuguese fan also have to change as well? You think, or do you think with more money that'll happen? Can well, I piggyback? Uh, Can I just say something on that, Bruno? You talked about it. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, Danny. You talked about no. infrastructure. Uh, right now, you look at Portugal. We have how many Euro stadiums there with no teams in yeah. the first division? And I think Leia, a couple. Uh, Leiria, um, Portimão. How many other that don't have first division teams right now? Bruno? I mean, Benfica just went yeah. to the Distritais. Is Algarve one. Stadium. No one. It's not anyone's home. Um, yeah, and Aveiro, it's, Aveiro. It's three. It's at least Aveiro, three. Aveiro, Aveiro. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, then I, I lost a bit. Uh, so you you were saying ah, I, I, I know already the, the the question. Okay. First of all, ticket prices are very expensive for our reality. Okay, so there is a lot of speculation and in, in pricing of, of the tickets, but what concerns me the most is the, the the timetable of the games if you want to see uh the, the top teams here the the broadcaster which is sport tv only puts those games at uh, at night so you don't have families watching the games you don't have uh, you don't have women watching they have few children they, they cannot have access to the games and this creates that that the, um, that these people on, on, only men go to, to 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 games. So women and children are necessary because in the future 
they are more spectators. They, they, you, need, you need those people to create the environment of the game. And unfortunately, uh, my, my, one of my... Um, I discussed this on, 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 on league at clubs, on the General Assembly, uh, and I spoke to some uh, representatives of clubs. We need to have uh, the games in the afternoon, as in the past. My, my father used to take me to the games. Uh, sporting would play at 3, 3 p.m., 4 p.m. Uh, so after the game, we could go home, have dinner, and uh, even if we have classes in the following day. It is not possible to, to, for a, a child that is at school uh, to attend the game at 8, that ends at 10, and is, is tired on the following day. And we don't want this. So um, there are several reasons. And we need to put the games earlier. And with this, we have more spectators and uh, a more attractive, a more attractive football. And of course, the prices cannot uh, stay as they are. They are very expensive for our financial reality. That's a good point. Um, Christian, I don't know. You or Sam? Sam, you can go because I have a question off this topic. So you can round out this topic with another question if you have one. Yeah, cool. Um, so it was just announced today that um, I know you were talking about the financial aspect of the Portuguese league, but um, it announced today that the the French Federation and the Portuguese Federation are swapping referees, I believe, starting next season. Um, do you feel like that's good for the league? I know a lot of, of fans like to criticise referees and perhaps sometimes unfairly, but um, what what do you think of, of this uh, this news? Well, I, I don't agree that much. I have to say, I have to say, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I was one of the most um, decisive defenders of the the, the, the uh, video referee um, assistant. It takes time. It takes time to implement. The, we are. We are experimenting every day new situations due to technology. Uh, for example, it's for me it's unacceptable that uh, uh, a goal of sporting was was disallowed for two centimeters. But these are the new the new things that are happening that uh, but technology can can solve. Okay, um, of course Portuguese referees are hired to go to. Uh, Saudi Arabia and other countries for um, to, 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 to be a referee but it's different we we can and we have very good referees here in Portugal we are renewing the the, the group of referees we have young 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 men that are arriving and even women that are arriving and they have quality so I don't think we should mix but at the same time, we also know how the press is, and uh, it seems our former president was uh, is not anymore. He, it's, they say that he was the problem of the Portuguese football, and so we continue to see the same problems that, that, that we continue to see the clubs arguing with with each other, and uh, he's not there anymore.
pressure that exists uh, on the referees. Cool. Uh, Chris, do you want to take it away? Oh, man. Okay, yeah. So um, my question is, is you know, it has more so to do with um, your work um, with sporting directly um, while you were the director of the Nucleus and, you know, the, the foreign um, the foreign relationships with sporting. Um, yeah, I just was, uh, this is something we had talked about on the pod when we had a representative from Den of Lions or Lardus Leones in New Jersey on uh, probably about a month ago, Andre Marks. Um, so uh, I never really, I tried to get an answer to this. I know you know the answer. You hold the key. What is the difference between a nucleo, a delegation, and a filial? Uh, filial is um, in the past clubs, and we're talking about the, uh, the early 20s, 30s of the 20th century, um, when the, this started. Clubs wanted to be part of the family, though they are completely apart uh, from sporting. So there is no possibility to int to to uh, for example Braga Sporting Club Braga they 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 wrote a letter to get out of the family um, Sporting Club Tomar is the first filial Sporting Club Ferenc is number two and so many others uh, they are okay when for example I've I've been in the 100th anniversary of the filial Sporting Tomar, Sporting is invited, but uh, sometimes the, the the members of the, this club have a connection with Sporting. But uh, I've seen, for example, Sporting Tomar, Sporting Fares have people from Benfica in front of of the clubs, so they have no connection with us except historical relationship. Uh, a delegation was the delegations were created as a front office. Of, of the of the club um, in the past there was no internet internet connection uh, so they have someone there in order to collect the membership fees and uh, other aspects uh, of the club and nucleus are by definition uh, club members that gather and represent the club uh, on their um, on, on where they live or where they where they work. Um, what we did uh, in we 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 terminated with expressing Sportingista, Nuclu Sportingista. We wanted to to be a real embassy of Sporting Nucleus today, a real embassy recognized by the club, uh, and that's why our Nucleus do Sporting, and then we say. Uh, of where, where they are based, okay? So the difference is delegation today is, um, is uh, if you want to, to say, Marco, maybe, maybe you, can, you can hear, you can, can help me to translate. It's like a beginning, a delegation today is a beginning of, an, of a nucleo, okay? Mm -hmm. You just need, you just need five members of sporting, okay, just five, uh, which they nominate one, and this person represents the the the, the, the that delegation through um, into the 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 club. So it's a point of contact with the club. 
and then the idea is that in two years you can evolve you can evolve you can evolve and become a nuclear or renew again the delegation so to say if you are uh, for example danny where are you based i'm in toronto canada okay for example in in in, in toronto we don't have a, a nuclear we have a, a filial yeah, we have a filial sporting club to get to Toronto. That's to it. Toronto, yeah. So right behind in, my house, by the way, <laughs> it's not that far away. <laughs> well, um, for example, if you want to create, you just need to gather four other members of sporting, okay, and then you can create a delegation. You will send. Um, you you'll say, okay, our our purpose is to create a nucleo. Within two years, we're going to make several activities. We're going to uh, have a dinner, raise funds in order to create a nuclear. Okay, so and then sporting, or say Danny, okay, you can represent us. And with this, we have many dots throughout the world. Uh, that was my my idea: is to spread spread sporting throughout the world because it's much more easier to create rather than just have. Uh, a nuclear nuclear you need to have at least 50 members at least 50 members and, and then they will elect uh, their representatives and you at least you uh, those represents are at least 11 so it's it's uh, uh, it's more much more difficult to create a nuclear than a delegation so I advise you to spread the word and create delegations so I have a, a follow-up question to that um, both as as far as the election system and our democracy at Sporting, um, I know that um, Sporting's nucleus and there's no voting directly through the nucleus, but uh, I think at Benfica there is. Um, so I, I guess could you clarify how the voting and democracy system works currently, and how, in your eyes, that can be improved to have the most participation? Um, you know the the most democratic system we could possibly have, which not to say is something that I think the current administration will move swiftly to input, but just in theory, what you know, what you think should be done. Well, Christian, I've tried to. Unfortunately, we we left before our mandate ends. First of all, what I did, what we did, sorry, what we did was to create. Um, uniformization of the logos and of the rules of each nuclear okay then the the, the next step was this as soon sporting has the the members of of, of the nucleus are all members of sporting at least at least their board at least their board they are all members of sporting so those people we have total trust and confidence that they will not uh, do something against the club or against the, the other the other members. So what we did this first to everybody vote in nuclear. For example, why? Uh, 
You're back now. You're back. Okay. Marco, how, you how do we say... Like 30 seconds? <laughs> it cut yeah. out for like 30 <laughs> okay. seconds. And I don't want to Sorry. miss this answer. <laughs> okay. Marco, how do we say caderno eleitoral? Caderno eleitoral. Electro college. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... What what we there is no 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 why don't we have for in every area and uh, there is this possibility that all the members can vote uh, locally instead of having to go to Lisbon to to vote uh, we have all that is necessary to implement as well as Benfica did in the last elections. But uh, what they did is what we are defending for several years from this. From, from this. Um, I believe that it is it absolutely possible. What I, don't, what I don't agree, except for certain cases, which is, uh, in your case, uh, the internet voting. I think it's dangerous. You, 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 the internet voting is dangerous. Uh, you you don't have you don't know that for example Christian Danny Sam that your vote is is in actually ended correctly uh, you you cannot verify it's not possible to verify so it is uh, it can be adjusted and uh, everything that can is can be adjusted is not democratic so what I think we can do is create send a representative to every corner of the of the of portugal and eventually there is a possibility for example in toronto we have a consulate uh, what is the then in christian what is the nearest consulate of of yours there is there's a portuguese consulate in newark as well mm-hmm. there's one in new Bedford as well He's slowly coming back. We need we need some five G up in here. <laughs> Ah, oh, fuck. He'll be back. And He'll be there back. we go. Oh, he's back. Okay, he's yeah. back. <laughs> so what were you saying, Bruno, about the consulates? No, what I'm saying is that it, it is uh, possible to create a protocol between Sporting and the uh, Portuguese Foreign Office in order that um, these uh, members of the club can go and when they are abroad, they can go and vote uh, on those on those locations. That is what I. That, that is one of the things that I defend. In Portugal, it's very easy, but uh, abroad it can be done, especially in the in the in the United States, Canada, and uh, in certain locations of Europe as well. Agreed. Because uh, even the the current thing we have for us, at least a sausage based in North America, is. We send the vote in and we it's pray against their entire. It's a, complete, it's a yeah. complete joke. The letters often arrive after the elections passed. 
like the the election will be August fourteenth, and the letter will arrive on August thirtieth, and you're like, okay, like even no. if I mailed this back, it would still take a week or two. Like, no, it's, it's, no, it that you know, it costs a lot of money. It costs mm -hmm. the club a lot of money to send those letters throughout the world. It costs a lot of money, and they're just it's wasting a, money anyways. If they're just not even able to vote anyway, so you just you sent it, wasted the money, and you didn't even allow them to vote. So double yeah, whammy. No, no, it's frustrating and doesn't work. And I, 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 unfortunately, I was hoping that this new board would implement for the next elections uh, in March 2022. Uh, but I don't see if that is possible. Hopefully, if uh, we can, uh, in, the, in one of the next uh, general assemblies, maybe this can be approved uh, and but but for for now I don't see I don't see that it would be possible. Unfortunately, once again, four more years have passed and nothing was done. Right. Actually, I wrote, I wrote and uh, like I, I I made my my I I in, in, I gave this to the club. I made my suggestions. How would it work? It's uh, it was written in Leonino. Uh, on that publication, Lunin, if you check, you can see uh, what mm -hmm. I defended and I wrote down exactly step by step how this could be done. I got a question uh, leading up to that, uh, Bruno. Um, do you, with some people, have any thoughts of being candidates uh, again for Sporting? I surely hope so. <laughs> well, Marco, um, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky question. It's a tricky question because uh, sporting is a passion, and when you you spend uh, this time in in, in the club, uh, especially on, on my case, so many things were still to to do, and uh, so I, I bases were created, and then. Uh, suddenly, the project were, was was off. I'm I'm not thinking about this. Um, I think I've already spent like uh, almost six years uh, in the club. It was one of the best moments of my life, I have to say. Uh, but I'm uh, for now. Maybe I can I can give support to others. But uh, it's time for others to to come. Everybody knows that uh, I'm uh, I'm an opposer to this uh, president. I absolutely hope that Sporting wins the championship, uh, and I'm pretty much looking forward that this happens. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, I, I think he uh, uh, coach. Uh, he's uh, the coach brother-in-law, uh, which is also, <laughs> and, and that's it, and that's it. He forgets that the, 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 the players, the, new, the youngsters that are there were uh, made when, when we were there. Uh, the, the culture of, of victory were, was implemented when we were there. Uh, and he doesn't recognize this, which is sad, because the club is just one, 
and we should be all pushing to one side. But it seems that he doesn't. He forgets uh, the the work that was done, and sp especially the money that was left there, uh, which is also very important. Just exactly. to follow up, uh, it's unfortunate because the, I know there's a lot of work that was left to be done and Sporting was heading in the, the right direction, in my opinion. I hadn't seen Sporting that strong probably since I was a kid, um, probably the, the 80s and, um, you know, since uh, our old president, Ron Rocha. So hopefully, um, you know, some of the people will come back and finish the project you guys started because, I mean, that's, in my opinion, especially um, now with this new direction that the, the little soccer is going to, we need a strong sport and united sport thing. And I don't think this um, Brandes and Cupinier will able will ever be able to like sporting again the way the way you guys did in your six years there. Well, Mark, I, I, I just like to 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 say one 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 another thing. There there are two concepts of club. Our concept is that all are made part of the club. The less rich, the more rich, everybody. So we are, we are one big international club with 3.5 million supporters. And each one of us is a part of the piece. Okay. Uh, and then this group of people that are uh, in, on top of the club today, they consider the club is theirs, and uh, and we, we the people, <laughs> we are just we are just to clap and pay uh, and nothing else. Along we, we for cannot, the ride, we, we do not participate. <laughs> I'm sorry for saying this. I don't know if the if some of you are uh, supporters of of the current board. You can, you're afraid but to speak. <laughs> Even My point worry, of view is sporting exactly. is ours. It's not theirs. It's not for a group of people. It just is for everybody. Yeah. I agree. That's what I feel. So I, I, I kind of have a follow-up to this, and then we can get off the, the politics topic. But one last politics question. Um, just an observation that I've had, um, you know, since 2018, I'd, I mean, obviously there was a very tightly contested election. Uh, between Juan Beneditu and Verandas came down to the wire. And then pretty much after that, Juan Beneditu kind of just vanished in the thin air. There really hasn't been any opposition, opposition figure, uh, you know, like someone that the opposition has co coalesced around. So my question for you is we're now about a, a year out from the election. It's been three years with no, you know, co consolidated opposition. You know, where do you see this going? Do you even see a challenge in 2022? Do you see just Verandas running unopposed or running against a bunch of nobodies and getting like 97%? How do you see, you know, the next year panning out? Do you think if Sporting are champions, it, that doesn't matter because he's safe no matter what? How do you see it? No, I believe, I believe there will be a competitor. And I believe there will be a strong competitor. Uh, probably uh, a team that um, you see because you're talking about politics, Christian, and, and 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 it's 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 correct. There are two views of the club, as I told you before, and the view that wants the the sporting as a democratic club, for inclusive club for everybody, uh, they 
want to have their 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 they want to participate so i believe uh, and people have to always say ah brunistas this and brunistas that well uh, i don't think that that, that is is the point brunistas is not the point the point is the ones who were put aside was put apart that used to participate that wanted would like to go to general assemblies that uh, had pr were proud to go to enter the stadium and feel the club as, as their own and they they they, they wanted to financially uh, support the club uh, because they felt that it was theirs as well uh, and the ones that are now in power so these two these two will probably again have a confrontation in in march 2018 i'm sorry in 2022 unless uh unless the the president verandas uh as i hope wins the championship so one thing has nothing to do with the other i hope he wins the championship we need it we need it very much for our youngsters for for kids they they want to see sporting to be the champion i want to see sporting again to be the champion uh but uh, i believe one thing does not mean the other it may, maybe he d decided to to have elections previously uh like in in in, in july august sure. i don't know I but don't know. maybe that, he that wants to 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 create having a good wave in favor he yeah. he gets the wave uh, and and anticipate the the elections well, i'm taking or, note of that hmm? i'm taking i'm taking note of this because uh it could be a certain thing in my opinion yeah. because he's a front runner so he's going to take the opportunity to to try to have the election after he wins the title politically is is the best moment best moment uh because a new season starts if the season does not start well for some reason uh and then we're going to play the champions league we're going to have difficult games uh the team is still not very ex experimented uh if the results don't uh you know this has must most to do with results though in this case let me tell you uh, the um, the club is is a, is a, is very big, and uh, there are a lot there are a lot of opinions. And as I say, we have this. I, I say again, we have these two two sides uh, that uh, with different, completely different views. So, uh, Christian, uh, answering again to your question, yes, I believe there will be there will be a strong competitor and a good team to 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 be um on the next uh, electoral uh, moment good point and that's a good point too even i mean as a i mean as a canadian i know very well uh, uh i mean in this case a prime minister taking advantage of a good moment getting an election winning and then another disastrous four years so that is a great point i didn't even know we can do that at sporting sam i haven't heard from you in a minute dude yeah um uh, bruno you touched on it earlier but um in terms of of since i don't want to just like pin it all on like we don't want to have a veranda's bash podcast that's not what we want but um in terms of since he's taken over his relationship with the fans has somewhat been um 
a bit 50-50, you know, um, getting rid of Juvelaire at the stadiums and a lot of sometimes negative comments said in the press about fans. Um, do you think that will work against him? And do you think, um, a way to word it is just, do you think that he's gone the right way about it or do you think he's just messed up completely? Well, um, let me tell you this. While we were in, in the board, we always we always had a good relationship with Diretivo 21, Juveleo, Torcida and Brigada. Uh, only the good relationship created the possibility to put them all together and gather them all in uh, the South Stand. Okay. This was made uh, at, the, at the beginning was was difficult, a difficult negotiation, but uh, we all know and we all in, in sporting know the good that this made to to the club. It was a uh, unification. Uh, I don't think that uh, the clash or the the group of supporters are a problem. They are not a problem. Uh, I think they are a plus for the game. They are a plus to support the team. I don't agree when they say that uh, if we were if we had supporters on the on the on the club uh, today if we had uh, if we had spectators that would be bad for the team now it would be good. The team would be would, would feel the comfort. We would be there to support. That is what I really think. Of course last year we had one of the worst if not the worst season of our history. Everybody from all stands was uh, upset with it. Has nothing to do with them. Of course, the the, the groups of supporters, uh, they they because they are organized and they have their chance. <laughs> they, they 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 are the, the first to to start. But the problem is what what is disgrace what happened last year. So um, I just uh, think that uh, the group of supporters are good for the club. Uh, I know that many children and, 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 and uh, youngsters came to support Sporting because of the chance they learn, because of the enthusiasm of, of, the, of the group of supporters. We spent so many years without winning and was their enthusiasm that many times brought people to, for the club, so we 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 cannot be uh, we cannot forget this, and we have to give our homage uh, to to those people that every single weekend, losing or winning, are there to support the club. So um, I think uh, Sam today uh, the president Verandas and and his team. What I think happened is that they want to switch the leaders of the Juveleo by their own people. That's what I think. So they put them apart in order to take them, uh, take the strength out of them, and uh, trying to replace them. This is what I think they try to have to to, to happen. And just so this is an excuse. The war is an excuse. Yeah, and and just a quick follow up question on that. Do you think? Verandas' relationship with the fans, is it? can it not be fixed? Do you reckon the title sort of smooths it over a bit or do you reckon that there's no chance of sort of a 100% like uh, the, the fans' trust or just the, 
the relationship between Mirandus and the fans in general? Well, I, fortunately, he doesn't speak much, so he doesn't show up much. Uh, so, in this, I think the, the the supporters are focused on the on the players and on the coach. Uh, and at the end of the day, this is what should matter: is the players and the coach, and not the board. the The board does not matter. So, um, I think Varand is not an issue. I think the, what we all want is our, uh, we are proud of our kids. We are proud of uh, Gonçalinas. We are proud of Tiago Tomás. We are proud of Daniel Bragança. We are proud of the ones of Jovan Cabral uh, that unfortunately is not playing for me. He should be on the first team. He was the best player on the last 10 games of last season. Uh, he decided a lot, a lot of games. It was very important so that this coach got uh, also some some confidence and trust from from the supporters um so i i think it doesn't matter much what uh Varandas is doing because the supporters are focused on the the players and on the coach okay cool yeah um go ahead christian i don't know if you have a question no you i was gonna say you go danny Okay, perfect. Um, I mean, just sort of on that as well, like uh, as we're switching it to to more of the football uh, aspect of it. Um, how first off, how do you see? How did how have you enjoyed this season? As you said, you you do hope Sporting is is champion. We have hit a little rough patch a little bit. Got it okay against Fidens. Do you think or, or, or do you see Sporting um, doing what needs to be done uh, and end up uh, finishing this season off as champions? Um, or do you see another? Because I, I, I started, I was born in 1995. I started watching football 2004, 2005, and I vividly remember that 2005 ending. Uh, and, and I don't see anything more sparkling than us having to slip away. Do you, I don't want to put even that energy out there, but do you see that as a potential with this, with this young team, as you, have you, as you mentioned? Well, we, we, are, we have a young team, Danny, though they are used to win. Uh, Daniel Bragança won uh, all the championships, uh, national championships. I believe he was, we call it, uh, under 15, under 17, under 19. So he's used to win. He's passing the end the keeper as well. So I trust him very much. What we have to do is now the game against the uh, and then the other two teams at home. We used to be, we have still four games at home and three away. Can you hear me? Last like 10 seconds was a little staticky. Okay. Yeah. Oh, now we can hear you. So, okay. So now, so now we have we we, we still have. Um, uh, correct me. Uh, seven games to play, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Okay, four at home and three away. So we just need and to win. And three of those the, are the three away Braga and Befica, which are huge. And Riwav. Okay. Sorry. Right. So. And Riwav, um, which is also tough. I remember. I remember in the year fifteen sixteen, we had. Nine difficult 
games uh, after losing, unfortunately, with Benfica at home on a game that uh, the referee wasn't right. Uh, as you remember, the the what uh, Renato Sanchez did to uh, Brian Ruiz, uh, and he, he should have been sent off, and he wasn't. Well, let's not mention this. But not, those nine games, we had away Porto away, Braga away, and several other games, and we we won them all. In this case, I believe we're going to win easily the, the, the four games we have at home and we just need one result away. Can be in, can be in Braga or can be in uh, Vila do Conde against Riwaf. Uh, I believe when we get to play with, against Benfica, we are already champions because Benfica is going to play with Porto and uh, uh, fortunately... Yeah. We, we, we just need to, to, to do our job. And to do our job starts on Wednesday against uh, Bulnes. Uh, it's a very, it's a, a team that we can, I believe, easily win. Fair. Fair. Um, I had a question, but now I forgot it. So Christian or Marco, I don't know if you guys want to quickly yeah, ask I one. I want to follow up on that. So I read an article um, on worldsoccer.com it's called the uh, the miracle of Ruben Amorim. Um, so on that saying that, is it the miracle of Ruben Amorim, or is it the miracle of or the talent that was at Sporting in that youth academy that, that had been built up for the last you know six eight years that we're finally seeing that crop of kids like you said, Bruno, that won uh, three uh, titles in um, in four years. Sorry, sorry, Marco. For some reason, I lost uh, the last uh, part of your question. Can you please? Can you hear me now, Bruno? Yeah. I think we lost some here. You gotta give Can it. Give it a minute. There you go. Now you can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah. You're good yes, now. yes. Better. So, um, like you touched on, uh, you know, the, that group of kids that spent, you know, four years winning three uh, titles in the youth group. Do you think that's the reason why Sporting is what they, where they are? Or is it a combination of them and Ruben and Mourinho? I'm very, I've been very impressed with Ruben and Mourinho and what he's done to motivate this young team. So, uh, I would like your thoughts on that. Well, first of all, I have to say that... Uh... When uh, Ruben Amorim came to Sporting, I, I did not believe he could do such a job. I think it was a tremendous mistake to buy a, to to hire to hire a coach for that incredible amount of money. Actually, at the end of the day, with interest and everything, it's now in 14 million, which is absurd. Nevertheless, have to say. That he uh, today, I feel very happy with uh, with the coach. Um, well, it was a bit disappointing to end on fourth after having five points ahead of Braga and uh, losing those five points uh, at the end of last season. Then I was also very disappointed to see Sporting being away from the Europa League uh, at home with with Las Cleans, which was a team that we should have won. But 
he created a group with experienced players and uh, and and our youngsters. And for example, I remember we were losing at the beginning of the championship against Gil Vicente, and then he he put two players uh, the last ten minutes, Daniel Bragança and Tiago Tomás, and they created they created the 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 the, the, the goal that gave us the I believe the two one. Uh, so I think that uh, he gives a lot of uh, trust to these players to, 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 and they, they have the, the killer instinct. They want to win, they want to play and, uh, and they want to have, be someone on, on, uh, on their careers. Um, and now because they are in front, they have a, a tremendous opportunity that they're not going to, to lose. So uh, I think Ruben Amorim uh, also wants to make history in, in sporting. Um, and the group that he created, and I see that they are all, they are all together. And that is very good, very good to see. So Marco, let me tell you, uh, I believe that uh, finally this year we'll see our club winning the championship. But I also have to mention another thing. In 15-16, the people that were ahead of the referees were completely pro-Benfica. Those people are not there anymore. So this is also um, something that was made uh, by Sporting to, to say that these people should not be in front of such an important... Uh, uh, institution as the as the referees, and this is the sort of things that if they were today, I would say okay, probably we won't have the same chances to win. But the people that are today uh, are not the ones in fifteen sixteen. So I believe they are um, how to say independent and uh, not related to any club. So I believe that we have the chances to, to win this year because in 2015-2016, some guys in the Board of Sporting said these people cannot continue. So today the football is cleaner, uh, though all the problems and all the, the, the noise that are around, but uh, nevertheless, we are much better. We have... Uh, VAR, the video assistant referee. Uh, we have other tools that uh, in the past, for example, that what I said, the game of against that we lost against Benfica, if there was a VAR by then, Renato Sanchez would be sent off. Uh, and these are one, it is just one of the examples. Uh, so that, that's why I believe that we, Mr. Varandus had the most of the job was done. So he has the possibility to win, and I hope he wins. But he also have to thank uh, what uh, was done previously. Yeah. Well, Primo, um, I hopefully, and hopefully, uh, I'll see you in mid-May, and maybe we'll, maybe we can celebrate and have a drink together. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully too. <laughs> um, the the question I had also was um, if we do win, I mean, Verandas has as done a good job at least in the fans perspective of uh claiming it will be our 23rd title 
do you think that there's more to be desired to fight for those for us to properly be recognized as 22 times champion hopefully 23 times champion this time next month well um when i was in the um, representative uh, of the league of clubs in the, the, the federation general assembly i made an intervention uh, it was in 2017 and following this uh, speech i've done in the general assembly uh, the president of the federation decided okay let's create this commission uh, to once and for all to settle if sporting is entitled or not to these uh, titles in, in, the, in the, on the 30s, on the years 20 and 30s of, of uh, last century. After this, I, made a, uh, I wrote several letters and did another intervention on, on another uh, general federation uh, general assembly. Uh, we have someone that works for in sporting called Paulo Almeida. He made a fantastic study uh, defending our point of view. Um, I know that he um, also spoke with the current mem members of the board uh, and the, the new board made also another study to increase our, our, um, our point of view. So I think that uh, it, um, the President of Federation said uh, till the end of the year uh, we'll have an answer. Now I think till the end of this season. I'm, I'm, we are hoping that the truth will come to, to surface and that once and for all, as I said before, uh, the, the four titles will come to us because it's Okay, we have them back. Uh, Christian or, or Sam, I don't know if you guys want to um, give out another. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. Yeah, uh, I, right. I think we've talked enough about politics and everything, but I just wanted to know from, I know it might be difficult to look back on it now, but um, what was your favorite memory of working with and for sporting? Do you have one that you look back and you're like, that was really good? Do you have sort of a favorite time there? Well, uh, every day was a challenge. Mm -hmm. Every day was lived uh, with great passion. Um, actually, there, there, there's something for me. I've, 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 I've visited many places, been with so incredible people. But I remember going to Nucleo of Elvis, and the man approached me and said, okay, I got the jersey of Murais, uh, I was in Antwerp and I got the jersey of Murais. He gave it to me at the end of the game. So I have it for 50 years. And uh, I would like to give it to Sporting. Uh, and now I'm talking to you saying I, I kept it for 50 years. So the, the jersey of the man who scored the goal that gave us our international title. So in 1964. And I said, okay. Uh, but he said, I want the president here. So I arrived to, to, when I got to Lisbon, I said, Bruno, uh, no way 
we're going to lose the possibility of getting the, the, the jersey. So I want you to, to go to Elvis. You know, Elvis is, is, is uh, 200 kilometers. It's close to the Spanish border. Uh, so he went there. Uh, we went there back. So we got, we got the jersey. And um, for me, to touching that jersey, the, uh, the man that uh, who scored the goal, uh, is something unbelievable, and now the jersey is in the in the museum, and uh, I'm I'm very happy to be the person that was the first contact for for this moment. Yes, that's, that's a great story, honestly. Um, just just for reference, I've been looking for loads of like match worn, and I think Christian as well, trying to find really old vintage sporting shirts, and trust me, it's very difficult to find them. Uh, especially over the last few months but yeah that's, that's a really great story and chris i don't know if you had a, a question for it yeah i'll ask one more question and then we can wrap it i feel like it's getting a little a little late in 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 uh, in england and in, in portugal um yeah so i wanted to ask a, a similar question to sam's but more specific to you know the work that you did specifically um uh internationally so uh i know like what are some of the the places that you traveled to um, you know, international nucleus. I know you mentioned that uh, obviously Toronto and, and Newark. Um, I believe there was an academy opened up in Costa Rica uh, under the under the Bruno Carvalho administration. Um, you know, what was your what was what was your favorite foreign memory of sporting or introducing sporting to new people? Um, some stuff like that. Several. Can you listen? Because I'm I'm losing the. The yeah, just a little. Yeah. Listen to me. Huh? You're almost back. I'm back, or well, not yet? Oh, now you are. Yep, yeah, there back. you go. There you go. I'm back. Okay. Okay. Well, um, my idea is to. We can only grow. Uh, considering our communities and the people that know sporting. So um, my purpose was to create relationships with the countries where, the, um, where we had more power. So in the East Coast of the United States. So that's why we made this uh, protocol, uh, and which unfortunately I don't see it uh, working on nowadays. Uh, I don't know what happened with, with the New England Revolution. We we had a, a, a player going from from Sporting to New to New England Revolution. I'm being yeah, so I remember him. Yes, yeah. but it was unfortunately <laughs> it was not the the player I wanted uh, to go, but they they, they picked it. Um, okay, but uh, I wanted Domingos Duarte to go. Because I think it's a type of player that would fit perfectly on that team and uh, to show exactly what was the, 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 the skills of a sporting made from the, the, the academy. Uh, I wish he back at sporting. <laughs> I, wish yeah, I, I, wish, I wish he never left. <laughs> <laughs> um, then... Um, then we also made a, a partnership in Angola with uh, the, the best team or more, more, most successful team in Angola with Primeiro de Gusto. Uh, and because of that protocol, two players came and one 
which I think is a good, it's a very good player, Gelson Dalla. And he never, never had a real chance in sporting, but he's now in Hiwav. And is is due to that protocol, okay? And uh, there's another another country that has a big Portuguese community within Luxembourg. We also made a protocol with F ninety one Dudlange, and that club uh, last two seasons uh, um, had access to the UEFA Europa League, so they played twice. So though. So these are the sort of clubs, uh, if we had a better relationship with them, maybe um, putting one or two players on loan, they would increase their level, especially this uh, New England Revolution and the, the Dudelange, uh, and probably would play a, a better in international level. Uh, this would be good for them, good for us, and good for our players. Uh, unfortunately, uh, these uh, protocols uh, were put on the garbage by this new board. I don't know why. Uh, when things are good, they should be uh, cared. Uh, but they, everything that was made by the former board, they simply do not uh, appreciate. I, can I ask one question uh, also, just finishing up? Um, it's more about Sporting TV. Um, and the focus that uh, your administration made to be Sporting TV, and um, and Sporting TV started getting going, and now uh, do you see a lost focus on Sporting TV, or do you think this is not something that they want? Because again, it was created by the last administration, and um, because uh, it's like you said, touching immigrants and touching uh, all these nuclear affiliates over the world. I think sporting TV was very important, and unfortunately, um, in the last couple of years, I've seen the last focus that has been gone from sporting TV. Did we lose him? <laughs> we might have lost him. <laughs> Give him a second. Sorry, I don't know what. I don't know. My my internet is there with a five. With the, the power, Marco, <laughs> you asked about uh, TV. Sporting TV, yeah. yes. If there has been a lost focus on Sporting TV, because it's it was something that was created by the last administration again, and I think Sporting TV was very important. Reach out to the nucleus and give information about the club and the players all over the world. Just your opinion. Was uh. Uh, we did uh, dream. Now it it, uh, it became a reality. Unfortunately, it's not um, uh, doesn't have the, the viewers that we expected. I mean today, um, but they they're doing they're doing their job. They're doing their job. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't see. Uh, nucleus are also, unfortunately, how to say this, they're, they're being put apart. They're not, um, they're not considered as they were. There was a great connection between the Board of Sporting and the Nucleus in the past with us. We know them all by the names. We know their families. We know 
what they did and the, and their work. Uh, we, were, we were friends. We are close friends, actually. But um, today they are not considered, and uh, I don't think that this is fair. And, and Sporting TV could be a great tool for the club, a great tool for the club, and it's not being used properly. Probably in the the next uh, competitor of Dr. Verandes, uh, we'll we'll try to to push again for the nucleus and Sporting TV and the, the, the Sporting Gala. The Sporting Gala was also very important for our athletes, was uh, recognition for the members of the club, was for the, the nucleus, for the sporting environment. And uh, it's, not, it's also not considered anymore, which is, uh, which is sad, which is sad. So hopefully some of the banners will will come again. Hopefully, hopefully this time uh, next year when COVID's almost all gone. Uh, Bruno, we're gonna end it off. I just have one question to ask you. We sort of already did our predictions on the last podcast. I want to ask you your prediction on the game against uh, Bilinis Saad coming up on Wednesday. Like you said, you think we'll have an easy win. You want to put a score prediction behind that, and maybe who scores? Uh, well, I think we're going to win 2-0. And uh, I think, um, well, it's easy to, to bet on pot. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's the one that generally scores. And uh, I would love to see Bragança to, to, to score for Sporting. Agreed. Agreed. I'm taking that. Senor Bruno Mascarenas, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been a real honor and a real pleasure uh, chatting with us. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to maybe, I mean, we, we don't have a big audience anyways, but anything you want to promote or anything where we can find you at? No, no, no. no. My, my, it was, uh, the honor is mine to, 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 to speak to you, to meet you uh, personally. And uh, I think you are doing a fantastic job. Uh, I, I, I was not uh, aware, uh, and now I'll be one of the next viewers uh, of the program. Thank you so much for doing this for Sporting. I'm really proud of you. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for all the good work. Marco, thank you for joining us, our good friend of the show, uh, and setting this up. Uh, Christian, Sam, thanks as always, you know, keep riding on. Uh, thank shout you out so to much, everybody. Bro. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Thank you, Bruno. Yeah, Obrigado por, por, thank you, my friend. Thank you for coming on. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll, we'll celebrate in uh, mid-May. Thank you. Thank you as well. Uh, Go ahead, if you, ever, if you ever come to England, Bruno, uh, the beer's on me. So if you ever come, <laughs> the beer's on me. <laughs> Actually, I was going to Spain here in England and... Um, Hey, my cancel uh, schedule time to time. Uh, let, let me okay. It's Danny and Mark again. Much fun if you and see you hopefully all to celebrate for sure. Thank you. For sure, stick around just a little bit. Uh, everybody, you know where to follow us at Sparting160 underscore en on Twitter, Sparting160 en on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we'll see you soon. And uh, yeah, viva Sporting.